0: 222 Paranormal Podcast coming to you live from Mansfield Reformatory with your host Jen and Joe. Hey, we're at the Hun
1: Prison, everybody.
0: We made it back for another year.
1: It's amazing. One day out of the convention, and we've been here, what, five times now? Yeah. Five times? There's always a thunderstorm. I know. It's so spooky. It was
0: crazy. (laughs) All of a sudden, the whole place got really dark, and... yeah so you
1: know you guys have all seen mansfield we've talked about on the show plenty of times but it never disappoints no there's always something crazy going on day or night Um, people have seen shadow figures they had activity last night at the um celebrity ghost hunt people were telling us we were just walking through the hall um the cell block me and this other podcaster and uh this girl was saying we had so much activity in the attic last night they were catching evps there were shadow figures there was walking sounds behind them yeah yeah craziness.
0: so it's going to be an interesting show just starting out here fresh in the morning and we have a few people that want to be on the show which we're going to talk to them and just have a blast it's i love coming back to this event
1: and we it's so great because we see everybody we know it's like a family reunion and then we get to meet new people all the time yeah all the time
0: and then there's people like brian cano who's walking past he us right now walking past he should be we're going to wrangle him and get him on the show a little later
1: yes And he's probably looking for coffee like everybody else this morning. (laughs) But no, um, guys, stay tuned. We have a lot of incredible interviews and we've met some new people. And some of the voices that you've heard before in the show are coming back.
0: Yeah, there's, like I said, everybody is here. We have the Ghost Brothers. We have Adam Berry. We have Schrader. Schrader's in the house.
1: Dustin Poirier.
0: Dustin Poirier. Brian Cano.
1: Andrea Perrone.
0: Yes, I and have. The
1: list goes on and
0: I saw Andrea a little earlier. I'm gonna to try to make it over and talk to her, but it's hard because so many people want to talk to her. She's always so busy.
1: Always has a line at her booth, like my Long. But it's worth it. She yeah, is. Right.
0: She's the most beautiful person you ever want to meet.
1: So beautiful. Yeah.
0: So. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We're gonna. Pause the recording and hopefully get some really good interviews with you. We got some people lined up and they're ready to go. Yep. And once again, coming to you from Mansfield Reformatory, where we have a lot of things going on this morning. It is nice and early and nobody is awake. (laughs) And we have hotel stories. But, Ah, but, we were wandering through and in one of the cells, sleeping, we found Matt Sly. (laughs) So we pulled Matt Sly pulled him out up. of the cell and forced him to come on the air with us. That's right.
2: You know, I can't get any decent night's sleep anywhere. Right? I know. What's going on here?
1: Well, welcome. Matt is with 111 Paranormal.
2: 111 Paranormal based out of Elyria, Ohio in Lorain County.
0: Where's that at? Is that up in Cleveland? It's yeah. west of Cleveland. Cleveland.
2: There is a little uh, interruption right now because they're doing a scavenger hunt, and they are uh, getting stamps of all these little uh, artifacts and objects that are spread all over the vendor tables. And they've got a little glass pumpkin, listeners.
1: The pumpkin is at our booth, but don't tell anybody. No, not at all. (laughs) Let them find it. Anyways, Matt. Yes. Exciting news. We're here again, back again. It's like a family reunion. It is. It's so great to be back.
0: I just had to stamp Tom's mom. Excuse me? <laughs> Mother-in-law. <laughs> Our number one fan, Tom, is standing in front of the booth again.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sasquatch is in the house. Yes,
0: I tried to stamp him. I tried to stamp him on the forehead yesterday, but he wouldn't let me.
2: That's what woke me up, all the stamping going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah?
1: All right. All right, we're back
2: at it. Okay. Okay, here we go. Take two. Take two. So what uh, is going
0: on, man? Haven't yeah. seen you in a while. In a year, about yeah. right, right.
2: So uh, 111 is doing phenomenally well. We've got over 600 followers on Facebook. Ooh, Would you believe that? That's awesome. And you can get, you know, look up 111 Paranormal on Facebook. Like us, uh, follow us. We do a lot of investigations. Um, Laura, who's the founder, is also a medium. Okay. And she can read auras and things like that, and uh, she gets a, a really good insight when we go on an investigation. She can say, oh, I, I can sense a little boy here, or I can sense an old man, or something like that. And, and then uh, we'll ask afterwards, and um, they'll say, oh yeah, a little boy used to live in this house. And mm-hmm. so it's just, I'll tell you, you want to hear a really weird story? Yes. Absolutely. We were going <laughs> to buy this house next to my, the old college I went to, Baltimore Wall's University, Berea, Ohio. And... Um, It was, um, you went in, it was like a, you were going back in time. This thing was built in like the 1800s. It had the winding staircase and the big room off the living room. And uh, we had the voice box going. Mm -hmm. And I think, let's make an offer on this. Mm Because she always, my wife always wanted to live in a creepy old house, right? Yeah. So uh, we had the voice box going, okay, we told the realtor, we're going to make an offer. And the voice box says sold.
1: (gasps) Wow. That's incredible. And it said
2: doctor. Mm -hmm. Um... My wife saw a little girl face in the window. So They're we good. got to lunch. And I go, oh, yeah, we're going to put an offer on the house. The realtor called. It was sold that <gasps> morning. Oh. No. But hey. it was just... it was just, um, and, and that house has changed hands three times since then. Oh, really? really? Is it paranormal or plumbing? Yeah, that's mm. hard to say. I'm, really? You I'm know?
1: heading towards paranormal because plumbing can be fixed easily, right? Exactly. So, yeah.
2: I mean... It's changed hands three times, so it, that's really, really a strange kind of uh, yeah. thing. So, do
0: you ever think about trying to get back mm-hmm. getting it?
2: Maybe one day. I don't Four know. Four
1: times a term. Four
0: times yeah. a term. <laughs> or you may be able to get it for a better price because everybody's leaving because it's haunted, and you want a haunted house. Exactly. That's right she up wants. Your alley, she right? wants to live in a
2: haunted house. So that's yeah. what's going on with One Eleven Paranormal. And also, um, we're recording a pilot right now. Okay. That uh, we've been approached, and my other hobby, I host a radio show, and one of my guests actually is a um, producer. Oh, cool. And so uh, we've been approached to do a uh, national radio show. Mm-hmm. So um, we're doing a demo, so fingers crossed. Yeah. Good and luck. if we get it, we're going to say, 222 two, two, Paranormal. Yeah.
1: Thank you, thank you. If
0: you need a uh, letter of recommendation or yes. anything like that, let me know. Fantastic. Yeah. And I'll a, have to write a, it for him. but yes, because a, and my and spelling is so bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Matt S-Y-L-S. Yeah. Yeah, you know. But, uh, but I just want to come up here, uh, Parasycon, and just, I think this is the second time I've been on your program. It's a mm-hmm. fantastic podcast. It's a great, uh, very in-depth, very deep, and, uh, and a lot of fun, too. Yeah, so.
0: I mean, I always enjoy seeing you guys. Yeah. And we actually went to a garage sale last week. We were going to a Bigfoot convention and we went to a garage sale and this lady was there and she's like two 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 paranormal she's like do you guys know one 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 paranormal really yeah and we're like Mm -hmm. yeah we do and she mentioned she mentioned laura she's like yeah she was the founder of it we know her or something like that or sort of grandparents or something i don't know i'll have to talk to her and ask her family had a garage sale last weekend
2: is that the one where you picked up the creepy no okay
0: that was in mount vernon ohio
2: Home of Paul Lind.
0: Yep. We, um,
1: <laughs> I remember True. him. <laughs> True. What? Paul Lind. I'm old enough to remember him.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we match stopped game. at a garage sale and picked up a Victorian morning photo. And I took we a have it here it. in the.
3: I, th-
2: I took a picture of it and the camera would not center for me. Oh, really? Very strange. Yeah, Hollywood Square. It's the center square. Yes! Paul Lind, Paul yes.
1: Lynn.
3: Oh, I was thinking Matt's
0: game. I we were talking
2: about. Yeah. Homa Mountain Vernon. In fact, we did a uh, we did a ghost hunt in um, Looking County, the okay. old Looking County Jail. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was that was kind of interesting. One one place that we've gotten a lot of activity for, and I'd encourage your listeners to seek it out, is Madison Seminary mm-hmm. okay. yes. in Madison, Ohio. Yes. Um, we were the only ones in the building, and we were sitting on one of the floors, and you heard <gasps> footsteps down wow. the hallway repeatedly. Yeah. We've gotten um, photos with a a woman in there. We've gotten some. They have a piano, Mm -hmm. and also in the piano you hear bling. (gasps) I mean, it was that place does Mm -hmm. not. This Mansfield and Madison, I think, are our two favorite paranormal spots. So
0: I did the walking tour through the Licking County Jail, and the one girl said, "This the room, or this the cell with the music box?" And I heard the music box, and I'm like, "Oh, okay, come on, you know." Yeah. Because she mentioned it, and then it, then I could hear it.
2: It puts a seat. Puts but the story. Then,
0: but I walked in there and picked it up, and it was just the guts. There were no wires on it. It wasn't attached to anything. It was just the drum and the fingers, you know, the music drum mm-hmm. and fingers. That's all that was hooked to it. And I heard that thing making
2: noise. Wow. That was cool. That yeah. story. Did they tell you the story of Steve Etherington? No. Russell. Uh, Steve Etherington. Here's another, uh, history. This is, this is what it's known for. This yeah. Is, so, Steve Etherington was a, um, he was from Cleveland. hmm Lied about his age, joined the Army, joined the Spanish-American Civil War. He wanted to be a, he liked, um, detective novels. He wanted to be a private okay. eye. All right. So, he did a, um, he became a marshal. Okay. And, uh, down in Ohio, you had dry counties and you had wet counties. Okay. And Licking County was on the border of that. And, um... They were, he broke up a bootleg bar or something like that. Well, mm. he got, people started beating him up, and he wound up shooting the sheriff or officer. So he um, got to the count, the Lincoln County Jail, and the people stormed the jail. Oh. And they broke through it. Uh-huh. And um, the guy, this kid, he's in his cell. He's trying to kill himself. He's oh, ramming really? his head into the cell, ramming his head into the cell. They got him, and they strung him up outside. Really? Yeah. But it was a big uh, stain on the whole community. I can imagine. And um, the governor sent the National Guard in and told people to disperse, go home. But they took railroad ties and smashed the door of the cell. No way. Yeah, so that cell supposed to be very, very haunted. And I then can imagine. that walking walking to the woman who, um, there's a picture of a woman. She's all freaked out like it. And um, she killed her husband because he was beating on her. And uh, oh. he dismember- she dismembered him.
0: Yeah, I remember that story. Yeah,
2: and they have actually a photo of her. I mean, a very creepy place. Well, sir?
0: Was there a person that they caught on fire in the cell, or was that here?
2: That was here. Okay. That was here, yeah. Somebody set himself on fire. You know what we heard yesterday? Had heartburn, I think. Yeah.
1: Okay, one of the tour guides was over here looking at my clothes yesterday, and she was telling the last murder that happened in this building was right in that doorway there. There was a prisoner who he suspected his girlfriend of two-timing him, and he strangled or somehow unalived her right in that doorway and she was the last person that died in this building amazing isn't that creepy I didn't know it it was like this place right had a here.
2: lot of people through it really yeah. um, from mm-hmm. all over the country and uh, and then I think we spoke last time there was a death row here but yeah. they moved it was the executions were done in Lucasville mm-hmm. but they actually brought up the um, electric chair yeah. yeah so it's on display here it's kind of kind of creepy
0: I always think of when I'm in this when I'm walking around the cells I'm picturing in my mind what it was like when it was full of people and how loud it could have been yeah Mm. i mean we're in the central guard room they call it and there's big glass panes now but those weren't here when that was so i just can't imagine what the sound of this place was
2: i was talking to somebody and one of the guides and he said that you you had to be very careful because you'd walk through and you get stuff thrown at you. Oh, um, the the yeah. noise was just incredible. I mean, you have four or five people to a cell. Yeah, you know. And they, he said, if if you didn't know how to fight in solitary, if, you know, they put four or five people in the cell. If you didn't know how to fight, you better learn. You learned because it was all about survival. Mm-hmm. Wow. It just really. Uh,
1: These cells are so tiny, too. Yeah, I mean, they're. <laughs> they're
2: really Kevin really? Mack, one of the Cleveland Browns players, was here. Oh really? Yeah, in the wow. nineteen eighty nine. He, had, he was on a, on a bit of a charge where they let him out, though. He said he, uh, this place kind of rehabilitated him because he actually saw a rat in the cell. And he's like, I'm not going back here oh again. Oh, my <laughs> god! So,
1: well, we, we don't this see the, the
2: least of your worries in a place <laughs> <Right>. like this. <laughs> That's my new friend, Ralph. Yeah. yeah <laughs> But I want to thank you for having me yeah. on. Hey, um, you're welcome anytime. You know that. Yeah, Matt. That. Anytime thank, you
1: have a really cool ghost story, you got to share it with thank us. Thank you so much, and no, yes. so I encourage
2: Appreciate everyone you. to listen to 222 Paranormal Podcast. Yes. And everybody,
1: and, check out 111 Paranormal. 111 Paranormal.
2: Thank you so much. You guys have like enjoyed of Facebook. Enjoy the rest of the the con. All right, thanks.
0: Thank you. And welcome to the show, Rami Unger. He is a novelist from the Columbus area, and he deals in horror.
1: Welcome to the show, Rami.
4: Thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. Yeah. Both here on the show and at the Ohio State Reform. Yes. Finally again. Oh, it's one of my favorite places in the world. Yes, for sure.
0: Yeah, we've been coming here for this show a few years. And then before, they had it over at the St. Joseph's Hospital, which was unbelievable. That was unbelievably haunted, and a lot of stuff went on there.
1: So tell us a little bit about your horror writing, Rami.
4: Well, I've been writing since I was about 10 years old, and I started getting stories published late high school, college. Uh, Currently, I have four books available, a collection of short stories called The Quiet Game, a slasher thriller called Snake, a paranormal uh, fantasy horror story called Rose and a gothic horror novel called the Pure World comes which was just released uh, last week
1: now are these a series or are they all separate stories
4: they're all separate stories okay.
1: and what what's inspiring you to write these where did you get this love of the horror uh, writing where does that come from
4: well I've always loved to write but I think the love of horror it was probably gestating in me for a long time but when I came across Stephen King I was like 11 or 12. I read it over a summer, and I just got hooked. I knew that I wanted to write those kinds of stories. And uh, all these years later, I'm getting those stories out, and I even have a, have some people who really enjoy them. So,
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Now, tell us a little bit about the premise of uh, your latest book that just came out.
4: Oh, The Pure World Comes. Uh, it takes place in Victorian England, so majority of the 19th century, for those of you who aren't history buffs. And it's got some Frankenstein meets Crimson Peak sort of vibes. It follows a maid who goes to work at the estate of uh, what can be charitably called a mad scientist. Okay. Oh. And she gets wrapped up in, the, in his research and starts experiencing weird things happening around the manor. And some of it... Traces back to her childhood, and it gets really crazy. And so far, people have been really liking it. So I'm hoping that I can uh, meet some new fans here.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's definitely the right place some for new it. readers. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, we noticed the um, number one thing people buy when they come to conventions is books. So uh, where do you draw your inspiration for your characters from?
4: Uh where don't I draw my inspiration <laughs> from? Um, Jeff? I get it from everywhere, from haunted locations I've been to, from just everyday conversations, from stuff I'm reading, from uh, stuff I see on TV. Just the other day, I read about a tweet from a guy I know who uh, his dog keeps finding the weirdest things when they go on walks in the woods near his home. And I was like, I can make that into a story. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a great thing about writing is like everything can be an inspiration to you. Um, tell us a little bit about your process of writing. Are you like, uh, are you a hand writer? Are you computer writing? I am Do you have a, a certain method for your writing.
4: Oh, there's a method to my madness. <laughs> I am an extreme outliner, so I, ninety nine percent of the time, I will outline a story before I write it, even mm-hmm. if it's a short story. Mm-hmm. And then I will will uh, get in front of the computer, I will will burn some incense, put on some music, have u- a cup of tea, usually, or maybe a soda if it's really early in the morning <laughs> into the caffeine. Um, or if it's uh, evening on the weekend, and I might have a beer or a glass of wine, and uh, I just r- try to get at least 500 words down, usually more.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
4: And. Uh, I've gotten kind of a reputation among my uh, uh, friends uh, that I am pretty prolific, and I just try and dedicate as much time to writing as possible.
1: And you—you you mentioned one of your stories being a paranormal story.
4: Yeah, Rose. It's uh, uh, it's about a young woman who, who, within the first chapter, becomes a plant-human hybrid, mm-hmm. and that's just the start of her problems. I got. I started that as my college thesis uh, back in 2014, and uh, it was published as a book in 2019, so about five years, and it's got uh, a huge influence from anime and manga, which I love. I've loved since I was a kid, and uh, that's also got its fans. There are some people who've told me that it's one of their favorite books, so... Mm. That was very gratifying to hear and I'm selling copies of that here as well
0: oh awesome now do you do a lot of paranormal investigations
4: I do when I can i okay. I consider myself an amateur uh, paranormal enthusiast okay uh, when I can i'll if I know of like a place that's haunted I'll grab my dowsing rods and I'll try and go and see if I can get anything more often than not I do i Got some really amazing stuff at Hidden Marietta in the, uh, back in January. I was at the Lafayette Hotel, and this is hilarious. We were you, uh, me, and a couple friends were using paranormal devices. Uh, one of those uh, uh, paranormal old dictionary things that bring up the
3: word. The uh, ovulus.
4: Yes, we yeah, were using okay. an mm-hmm. ovulus, uh-huh. and and the spirit told us, order, your yeah. deal, tick. As in uh, TikTok, TikTok. Oh, okay. And we were like, what does that mean? Not two seconds later, a pizza guy comes around the corner, because this is a working hotel, obviously, and uh, delivers a pizza uh, to one of the rooms uh, down the hall. And I'm like, oh my God. The spirit was telling us about an order of pizza on the way. It's a great deal, <laughs> and I'll be here in a tick.
1: <laughs> it all comes together, right? It does, right?
0: and you know, hey, spirits love pizza too. That's right. You know, and so do you use some of your, like, if you communicate with spirit at some of the locations, do you ever use those in your books?
4: Actually, funny story. Last year I was here for uh, uh, for this event uh, for. Parasicon and I uh, spoke briefly with a spirit in front of Old Sparky, oh. and that kind of uh, became a short story that is actually going to be published in an anthology oh. later this year. It's a very fictionalized uh, version of those events from the point of view of the ghost. Yeah.
1: But. Oh, that's interesting to take it from the ghost's point of view. Yeah. Versus the experiencer's point of view. Yeah. Very cool. Now, have you experienced anything yourself while being in this haunted prison?
4: Oh, have I? <laughs> <laughs> I've had numerous conversations through the dowsing rods with spirits. I've had uh, quite a few talks with James Lockhart over in the, I believe it's the West Cell Block?
1: Yeah, I believe so.
4: Yeah, I've spoken with him a few times. Okay. And he seems to like me enough that he's always uh, responded whenever I've asked questions. Okay. And I've spoken to, what's his name? The officer down in Solitary.
3: Uh, Yeah,
1: I don't remember Yeah, uh, Solitary. Give the heebie-jeebies down there. Have you been in the basement of Solitary?
4: I might have. I can't remember. It's
1: really creepy.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I've also been up in the West Attic, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. And a rock was thrown at me. Well, it was thrown at my group.
1: Wow, that's crazy. But not surprising for this place. No.
0: Right? You know, people have seen full-body apparitions here. They've had things happen to them. I've had things happen up in the cell blocks that I couldn't explain. You know, we use the dowsing rods also a lot. I mean, in almost all our investigations, we use the dowsing rods because we feel that they're the best communication tool for them because really there's no energy or there's no, like, electricity in them. Their electricity that they produce is actually making them work. And we love them. And it's like, it's almost like they understand it. They understand it. Instead of seeing like an oveless or something like that where they've never seen that. Because back when they were alive, that wasn't around. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, they t- I find spirits tend to uh, uh, respond very well to dowsing mm-hmm. rods. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I had an experience here yesterday. I was walking in the West Cell Block. I was walking past some of the booths that had not that were uh they'd been set up and covered with sheets mm-hmm. and i thought i saw a woman in a black shirt step out of a cell well out of the corner of my eye but when i looked again nobody was there and i was hmm. like okay that was weird
1: but that's interesting <laughs> because that's where the women were originally kept was down in that area
0: yeah
4: i didn't know this prison had women who
1: early there. in the 1800s mm-hmm. yeah A snap. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting.
0: So you may have seen one of the women that were down there.
1: Yeah. Wow. I did not know that. (laughs) Take your camera back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Interesting.
0: (laughs) Tell us about your other books, like Snake. What's that about?
4: Oh, that is um, a love letter to 80 slasher films and all the um, thriller novels I was reading back in college. That one is about a serial killer hunting mafioso in New York City. Oh, cool. And it's actually told mostly from the killer's point of view, so okay. you really get to know this killer and maybe even sympathize with him a little.
0: Can you give us a little snippet of the book?
4: I can't read you an excerpt off the top of my head. Okay, but I gotta say, if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed Friday the Thirteenth, if you enjoyed Taken
3: mm-hmm.
4: with Liam Neeson, and mm-hmm. if you enjoy thriller stories about like cops and mafia and FBI and Criminal Minds. You're going to love this story.
1: Wonderful. And if somebody wanted to get one of your books, where would they be able to go?
4: Oh, you can find me on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, Kobo, and a few other places. I'm trying to... I'm always trying to get uh, my books everywhere I can, so Mm -hmm. if you look hard enough, you'll find me.
0: All right. Thank you. Great. And thanks for stopping by. This was awesome. Thanks for having thank me. Thank you for waking us up in the morning. Yes. We were like, <laughs> it's so tough at conventions to wake up when you know you come yeah, here at night and then.
4: I know. I drove all the way here from my apartment. I do not know how I stayed awake.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, well, thanks a lot.
4: I'll see you guys around. Good Have luck a good with one.
1: the book
3: sales. Yes, yes thank definitely. Bye. All right.
1: And with us today, we have Rhonda from Rhonda's Healing. How are Rhonda's you? Rhonda's Healing is in the house. She is in the house. house.
0: Or it, in the prison. Is it Reiki
1: by Rhonda? It's oh, prison. What are you going by these days?
5: It's, my business is Rhonda's Mystic Solutions. There you
1: go. I had it wrong. So, Rhonda, what's going on? We heard you have some interesting information, stories to tell us.
5: Yeah, Joe had uh, posted about have, if anybody's ever had any visitations, while they were sleeping.
0: Oh, Yeah.
5: And I I definitely have. I've been um, blessed enough to have my father visit me. I've had my grandmother visit me Mm -hmm. on another occasion. Um, I wish I could have more. Yeah. Tell our listeners a little bit about your
1: background with the paranormal.
5: So I was born gifted, but, you know, like a lot of people way back when, you were Mm shunned. You were made to feel like you were an outcast. So it made it really hard to be yourself and thank goodness paranormal shows started coming out right. and people got more open to it and I started realizing I was gifted and I didn't have to be ashamed of that anymore Yeah. And I grew up without anybody guiding me or knowing like what to do or how to do things and then I had two very gifted children and i've always i didn't have anybody to believe me growing up but i had i always believed my children i felt like that was so important and but i didn't know how to guide them so then that led me on this entire journey to want to learn as much as possible because i didn't want another child to go through what i went through yeah and i didn't know how to guide my and then so i have the possibility of having grandchildren my daughter's pregnant right now I want to be able to help my child, my grandchild, if they're gifted. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What sure. were some of the things that your children did that you you know, you know, noticed in them?
5: They, my one daughter would see spirits in her room. She said there was always an Indian chief sitting in there. She was oh. always too terrified to talk to him.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And I didn't know how to guide her on how to do that at the time. Yeah. You know, because it was still pretty, you know, you were made to still uh, be pretty hush-hush about it at that time. And just different stuff like that. Whenever we'd have something, um, we are all sliders. Okay. So we always have the electronics and all the light bulbs blowing yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, wow. um, we didn't understand it
0: hmm.
5: back then. You yeah. know, stuff like that. So that would happen to all three of us.
0: And does it still happen?
5: All three of us. Yeah. Yep. Even though yeah,
1: even though my kids are adults now, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Are they embracing it or are they just like I'm living with this or how do they feel about it? My oldest
5: I don't think she thinks about it too much. My youngest has a business called Bessemen Brew and so she likes making holistic products okay. and stuff like that. But she does. She she I think does,
1: but I think I do more than them though. Okay. Now the visitations that you're having in your dreams, you said your dad had come to you. How, how long has it been since he's passed? It's been um, seven years. Next month. And then has he been coming regularly, or is this something new that's happening? It's. I've only had him visit twice. Okay. And was it very realistic feeling, or was he often a distance, or? How did you interact with him? No, it
5: seems when I have it happen, it seems extremely... You almost feel like you're living in that moment. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even feel like a dream.
1: Did he say anything? Did he have any, like, conversations with you?
5: You know, we did, but I can't remember him mm. now.
1: It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. that's interesting because, um, you know, a lot of times when people pass on the greatest or one of the best ways that they come through is, is through the dream, your dreams. It's when where the quietest and stillest, so
5: that's yeah. the easiest time for them to come.
1: And our subconscious yeah. is open. Now, have you had anybody, maybe spirits, come to you because they ha- you have your... Do you call it a gift or an ability or what? How do you... Uh, gift.
5: I say gift. Okay.
1: Some people don't like to say that, but have you had other people reach out to you paranormally? I oh, yes.
5: I'm really big on phantom smells. So I've had spirits wake me up in the middle of the night and there'd be very distinctive smells. Really? Okay.
1: Like what kind of smells?
5: Like one time it was a cleaner. But there was i didn't even have this cleaner i didn't have possession of this cleaner but it was an old cleaner that we used to use it was in powdered form okay we used to use it to mop your floors with it has a very distinctive smell uh-huh. everybody used to use it long long, oh. long time ago <laughs> and i'm waking up out of a dead sleep smelling like honestly like if somebody had a bucket underneath oh my nose my but there's gosh. nothing there
1: that's incredible that's really strange
0: yeah we hear about people you know, all the time they have that, it, but it's never that strong. It's always, like, just like a wisp of it. Oh, yeah, you
1: know? it's really
5: weird. Like, I've had cases where I've been going to a place where the spirit that I'm going to be dealing with used to be a smoker, and I'm driving there, and, it, and I don't smoke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nobody smokes in my car. And all of a sudden, I felt I, like it smells like somebody literally blew smoke in my face. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. And it always seems to be tied to like whatever case I'm going to when something like that happens.
0: If you're with someone do they smell it by chance also? Yes,
5: I've had yep. I've had people with me where, and we could all smell it. Yeah. We all said the same thing. It smelled like somebody was smoking in my car, but there was nobody.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, because I just I always like asking that because we've heard so many times where people right next to you won't get that experience. But you do. So how does that work? You know, it's like, because it's, it's like when we hear voices. Mm-hmm. We know the spirits don't have voice boxes. We know they're not moving air, but we still hear their voices. Mm-hmm. And whether we're, you know, whether we have psychic abilities or not. Well, I just,
1: yeah, we've all been in, you know, like we've investigated all together and you, mm-hmm. you hear things. Like, where was it that we were at that we've- we heard? We were sick.
5: in Randolph, Randolph in the attic, Yes. And we remember how much we not only could hear stuff, but we could see stuff. And we sat up there for how long? A and long it was just time. us, yeah. mm-hmm. And like the stuff that we that went on was just amazing.
0: Yeah, we were seeing red lights in the corners, mm-hmm. you know, just like as if it was a K two meter or something there. But we know we didn't put any K two meters down. Um, that was a that was a really wild one where. Yeah. You just saw the red lights going across the room and stuff. Because, and, you know, people talk about orbs. They talk about white. But, you know, rarely do you see red. Like when I am at the Collingwood Arts Center that one night, I was sitting in the in the uh, main theater just watching blue and red lights float across the yeah. stage. Yeah.
5: See, I've saw blue before with my own eyes. mm
0: mm-hmm.
5: And actually captured it on video a long time ago. But, yeah, you're right. It's very rare
1: to yeah. get other colors. Mm-hmm. I know, you recently investigated the Dearborn uh, Historical Society, right? And you had an experience there. Do you want to share that with us? Yeah,
5: that was um, so interesting because uh, there was only two male human beings there. Um, One was my friend Nick and one was uh, my friend Mark Briones. And there was a bunch of us females there, but... I was standing there talking to Nick and I could feel this male presence coming up and like I could, out of my peripheral vision, I could see somebody walking up to me Mm -hmm. and I just assumed it was Mark, so I turned to to say hi to Mark and I actually saw a translucent spirit and then when I looked at him and he could see that I could see him, we were both shocked and then he instantly disappeared and somebody, um, somebody at... Uh, At the end of the night, we were talking about our experiences that happened, and another girl and I both started describing the spirit at the exact same time and said the exact same thing, and I had never met her before. Yeah. So it was really cool that two of us had the exact same experience at different times on the second floor there.
0: What did he look like?
5: He was tall. Um, but it was just weird because I wouldn't—I definitely wouldn't say it was a shadow person, but he—he he was almost like a, a dark color, but he was translucent at the same time. It oh. was really weird.
0: Yeah. Did you feel any type of like chillness in the room or anything like that? Why?
5: I well, being an empath, I could just like I said, I could sense a male walking up, and that's why I turned because I honestly thought it was my friend Mark Rion's, and I went to say hi and look, and then like. Both you could the spirit's face we we're both equally shocked that we yeah. could see each other. Oh, so wow. it was really weird. That and is and then cool. he just
1: instantly disappeared. Well that's interesting because I bet you he's shown himself to other people but they haven't seen him. But you having your ability he was probably, like, Oh my god, she can yeah. see me?
0: Yeah. It I mean, makes me wonder if you went back in history and if that person who the spirit is now talked about seeing ghosts that was you that's
5: a possibility mm-hmm.
0: I've always been intrigued about that because I've heard stories about that and it it just blows the mind to think that we're the spirits that they're seeing in their time mm-hmm. because we know there's no time on the other side oh
5: there's definitely they're definitely not bound by time like we are mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's just amazing
1: do you have any spirits or entities follow you home from any of your investigations
5: I have. It's funny because I actually went to Nadine's house,
3: and she had
5: a spirit follow me home, and they were quite the trickster. Oh, kept pulling like little pranks and tricks. And I had company over, and they actually took a washcloth in my kitchen. Nobody was in my kitchen, Mm -hmm. and literally a washcloth just flew in the air. Oh my god! (laughs) Um, And just stuff, little things like that. Yeah. And then, if you, my building is shaped like a C. And my mailbox is all the way on the other side. So when I went, I could actually audibly hear him trying to talk to me. Can wow. you see me? you kept saying, can really? you see me? Can. So when I went to go back to my apartment, I said, you don't have permission to come back in here. Because I didn't give him permission to begin with. Yeah. And I was just like, so once I told him he didn't have permission to come back in with me, mm-hmm. and then I... Did a cleansing on my place and i haven't
1: had him since oh okay but it's That's That's a
0: great idea that to go outside
1: yeah and exactly. let
0: them follow you and then lock the door
1: <laughs> exactly. exactly now you know when you're know, having your ability that you have and then you come into a famously haunted place like this do you get a little overwhelmed or, or are you able to like energetically like block some of the I, I things you I, I made
5: sure i bubbled myself really well and okay. grounded myself before i came in here mm-hmm. um i tell you what's really hard to block is um if somebody has an attachment i was downstairs earlier because i wanted to see andrea and somebody walked by me and it was just like the the energy like wow. whatever their attachment is was so overwhelming it just it almost feels like like it wants to knock me over it's just very really wow. intense so that's hard to b- block all the time but mm-hmm. typically
1: though if the energy's that strong it must be yeah, something very yeah was it like a dark feeling oh because, there's okay oh, wow. yeah What's well, interesting um yeah i always wonder because you know like you're sitting here and i kind of see you like looking around i'm like is she feeling and sensing something <laughs> right now like with people that walk by you know so just curious about that um
0: I've heard that everybody has some level of an attachment to them. Do you feel that's true or not?
5: You, you can. Um, I can. I can tell you from my own personal experience of dealing with people that um, um, everyone that I've ever known that was an, um, any kind of an addict had an attachment. Okay. If you have grief uh believe it or not it can almost develop its own like it's almost similar to like the start of a poltergeist type okay. of thing so yeah there are things that can happen where we manifest things or um i don't think they're consciously done obviously but um yeah i think you'd be amazed that like people that can suffer from depression and major anxiety sometimes it's because they have an attachment
0: Oh, I'm yeah. not saying
5: every time. No, but, but, but definitely, you'd be amazed at like how much. And their en- sometimes it coincides.
0: Yeah, and their energy levels are so down mm-hmm. that they're susceptible to that.
1: What's the best way to unattach something? Is it prayer? Well, Is it Reiki? Is it? So,
5: me personally, sage?
1: because I'm a Reiki
5: master, I can cut cords. I can sever attachments. I can. I mean, I do that. But um, sometimes psychic mediums can do it. You just have to make sure that they know what they're doing. So, But I, I mean, prayers can help, salt baths. There are a lot of things that you can do that can help. And it also depends on how bad the attachment. Sometimes things are trying to attach, but they're not fully attached. You're able to handle that on your own if you do certain things. Okay.
1: So um, why, why does something wanna attach to, to a person?
5: Well, the intention's never good. And I think their intention is um, almost, it's like the start of a possession is the easiest way to put it, uh, honestly. Okay. It's they basically want to take you over. They're trying to figure out a way to live again.
1: Oh, yeah. okay, I get that now. That makes sense, right?
0: Yeah, I was just gonna ask if they need to attach to someone to keep going or for long or however you say it?
5: They, they do. They, sometimes I had a house that I had to help somebody, and he had an attachment. And it was actually an old gangbanger, um, really wasn't a nice person in real life. And he still wasn't a nice person because um, he hasn't been crossed into the light. And he, he was kept jumping this guy because he was gifted, and he didn't really understand he was gifted. Um, so when you're gifted you're almost like a lighthouse in that realm like okay. they see you more because you you're almost like this light that shines and but that kind of like how the light attracts moths, unfortunately yeah. It yeah. can kind of be the same way in the spirit realm you, so you got to really that's why you got to be so protective of your light mm-hmm. but yeah he he was he wanted to not be a good person still and was yeah. trying to take over this person and I had to help cleanse the house and sever his attachments.
1: Was that a lengthy process? Did it take a long time? It took a couple hours. Okay. I just wondered, if um, the, the attachment doesn't want to attach, like, what can they draw upon to try to hold that on? Or, so are they just, like, holding on to the person's, like, emotions or their soul or their free will they're trying to attach to your soul they um it's really you'll know because
5: like you're exhausted all like for non-medical reasons like you're exhausted all the time like you just won't feel yourself you're just it's just it's really it's not a good feeling it really it almost is like they're draining your battery
0: that's tough in this Environment we're in right now, where everybody is rush, 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 rush. Everybody's energy levels are low, also, and so it would be hard to tell if they it was because of an attachment or not. So, if you feel down, you know, get a hold of somebody that can help you.
1: Definitely, mm-hmm. like Rhonda.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like Rhonda.
1: Do 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 you have that? Um, that do you get a lot of calls for that? Like people seeking out detachment
5: you know it's really weird because i do and what's sad is that you have to explain to them that they have to be ready to sever that attachment because if they're not ready you can't help them and i'll get about 50 percent of the people that have an attachment that call me about uh end up canceling because they're just not ready okay so I think it's the attachment telling it not to oh, do it.
0: Okay. And it's almost like a scare thing, too, because they don't understand what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, because they see the movies where people's heads spin around and they fly up. <laughs> and You know, it's like, it's not like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no,
5: it's not. It, I tell people that Reiki is no different than changing the oil in your car. It doesn't change the car. It's just maintenance. Yeah. So that's a great way to look at it. It's not going to change you. It's not going to, like, if you're gifted and you have an attachment, severing your attachment is not going to make you not gifted. Mm -hmm. It's just going to make you feel so much better because you're not going to have this negative energy sucking the life out of you all the time.
0: Yeah, and from personal experience, I've never had a Reiki session done, but from personal experience, like my best friend, she actually had one done, and she could feel electricity going out her fingertips Mm -hmm. and ever since i've heard her tell me that i'm like i kind of understand more what reiki is i mean i knew it was energy healing but it up to that point i really didn't know what it was and it makes sense that it's the energy flowing out of your body Mm -hmm. and replacing it with the positive energy
5: yep that's what we're trained to do is to tap into the universal so any person that is a Reiki practitioner, you're just a vessel, but you're learning how to tap into the universal energy, which Mm -hmm. is infinite, thank goodness, and that's, and then, so the energy is transferred from us to you, but we're just the vessel, but it is the most uh, unique feeling, it does, I, um, sometimes my hands get really cold, sometimes they get really hot, just depending on what the situation is, and...
0: And for yourself, though, do you get drained of energy when you're doing that? Or is it possible that you might pick up what they have?
5: Not, not well, because I know how to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not so much me pick it up. But I can tell you when I'm severing an attachment from some time um, up from other people that there are times that it can, um, it zaps my energy. Okay. It can take a lot out of me.
0: Mm-hmm. What kind of healing do you do to yourself? Yeah, How that? do you
5: re-energize? You know, I could just. Sleep? <laughs> any, i Sleep? Honestly, that is really good because it helps rejuvenate the body. But, like, I like. Anytime I do any kind of energy work or even paranormal investigating, I like to do a salt bath within 24 hours after okay. I do it. Every time. That, I can reiki myself.
0: Oh, you can? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've done. Have you ever done a float session? Not yet. Yeah, I used to try, oh, I used to try it. it. Yeah.
5: But as an empath, I am so drawn to water. I yeah. love I water. Like I love my salt baths so much because it's just the way to not not only ground myself, but it also like you can I don't know. It just does it, salt cleanses anything that's not meant for you. It yeah. can like cleanse all your chakras, which is always a good thing, and. And then when you bubble yourself, it just makes you, where you can ground and bubble yourself, and you just, like, nothing's attached to you that's not Mm -hmm. meant to be. So, it's just, it's my favorite way to, grow. but you know what, in your, if you take a shower, because, like, a lot of people are too busy, they don't take a lot of baths. Yeah. If you take a shower, you just feel the water going down you, and then just envision that whatever's not meant for you is going down the drain it only takes a couple minutes but that's a meditation and that can really ground you yeah. oh, okay. so it can pr- learn how to protect yourself and ground yourself and you're already doing it you're already yeah. taking a shower you just take a few seconds to do that and then boom mm-hmm.
0: and meditation is so huge for relaxation and really every type of energy healing yeah you know even if it's like you said, in the shower for five minutes or whatever, whatever you can do to cleanse your, your mind, body, and soul. I miss my bathtub
1: so much. I have my bathroom mm-hmm. remodelled, so I don't have a tub, oh. and I'm like, I miss it so much because I just, you know, being Pisces, I just want to soak in the tub. I want to swim, you know, anything to do with water. I'm just like, bring it out. I could be like in the swimming pool for hours, I'm gonna be all broony and I'm like,
5: <laughs> I don't want to leave. My kids were both like that. We would go to the beach and we would get there when they open and we would stay all day until they literally were making us (laughs) leave. And my kids are like, I'm not done swimming every single
1: time. That's awesome. Yeah,
5: they're both my water babies.
3: That's
0: for
1: sure. Let's talk a little bit about grounding, what it is and how we can do it.
5: Grounding can be done a lot of different ways and I try to keep in mind that not everybody lives in a house where they have a yard they can just go out to mm-hmm. like for me personally I live in an apartment so I try to be mindful when I explain that to people so that's why I love the salt bath so much because where I live um plus in Michigan I'm sure so Ohio too we mm-hmm. have winter for like five months out of the year, exactly. so it's not like you can just go outside anytime you want and ground yourself so but there, there are like a salt, but you, you can do like a salt shower or a salt bath. Um, if you're able to go outside, uh, just even walk on the beach or mm-hmm. if you go for a walk in the woods, um, it's just a way to ground yourself. And it's just, uh, it's a really important thing to do. The earth takes anything that's not meant for us and we're almost like we're giving it back and it's giving us good stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. And
0: the woods... I tell people all the time, yeah. take a walk in the woods and don't just stare at the ground going, yeah, I'm walking. Look up.
5: Don't take your phone. Just yeah. go and enjoy it. Yes. Look up.
0: Breathe in the good air. Look at the colors you see. Look at the shapes you see. While you're in the woods, plants produce, and it, forgive me if that's the wrong word, but I believe it's terpenes. Plants produce that, and it's about... It always stays about a foot or two off the ground. And as you walk through that, your body absorbs that energy through the tarpines. I'm going to call them tarpines, but if they're the wrong word, you know, I'm sorry. But that's why we say go to the woods, get into nature, put your phones away, get out of that electronic garbage, you know, because all the electromagnetism in the air, get rid of that for a little bit. Take a break.
1: We all need that. We all need to Mm de-stress, right? Like, you have to be back in tune with your surroundings. And when we have our faces and our phones 24-7, which we love, don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. I can watch TikTok all day long. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes you just need that mental, it's like clearing the slate, right?
0: Mm -hmm. And don't sleep with your phone (laughs) close to your head. Oh, yeah. I've been doing that lately because what I do is I put on... Subliminal sleep meditations, mm-hmm. and I've noticed I keep my phone next to my head, and I'm like, What am I doing? You know, yeah. it's not healthy, no, it's not it's the
5: radio waves. I mm-hmm. think so some shug Knight or something like that that kind of blocks those bad rays coming from your phone. Oh, really? Yep.
0: So, should I get a big cone to put over my phone? <laughs> <laughs>
5: you can just they sound, um, you can get like a palm stone or like a little triangle a shug night and just have it. Next to your phone on by really? your bed, yeah. Mm. That's
0: sort of like a salt lamp type deal thing where it's absorbing.
5: Well, it just it actually helps block uh the bad rays that the phone is omitting. Okay, oh. the shut night actually blocks it.
1: So oh, that's cool. I never heard of that. Yeah, no, oh. we have to do that. Yes, because yeah, I always fall asleep holding my phone and then it hits me in my nose and I'm like, oh my god, I broke my nose, but it don't, <laughs> you know. Um, so plus
0: it's not good for your eyes because. You know, those having that phone that close to your eyes, we talked about it, I think we talked about it last week on the Mm -hmm. show where the, um, what do you call it, not focal length, trying to think photography terms here.
1: Optical something? Yeah. Wow.
0: But anyways, ancient people could see for miles and clearly see that if something's coming. But lately, over the generations, our focus is getting closer and closer to our heads. You know, closer to our eyes and we just need to break away from that and go back I, to nature.
5: I just like I like using I, so I use a combination of like between the salt baths essential oils and crystals those are mm-hmm. like my ways of grounding myself yeah. on top of like obviously going outside and just being with nature.
0: Mm-hmm. Well Rhonda thanks for stopping by. Oh yeah thank you for having we me. We always love having you around and talking stories with you and now as a Reiki Practitioner, do you um, have a space where people can come and visit you? Or
5: I so, how I normally do it, I only typically let people um, come to my own personal space Mm -hmm. that I know. Okay, Um, but I usually go to them, that's how so, instead of having. I figured it was worked out better because a lot of people have a business and you have to fit your schedule into their time. Yeah. I do the opposite. I try okay. to work with you with your schedule and I come to you. Oh, so okay. it makes it a kind of nice experience because that way it just makes it convenient. Yeah. Yeah. You want them to have the best relaxing experience they're gonna have. If they right. wanna do it someplace else and if I know them, I will let them come to my space. Okay. Because not everybody wants it, in their own environment yeah. sometimes that's the stress they're kind of get away exactly. from
0: but all right well thank you for stopping by we had a blast <laughs> and we'll see you around
1: yeah definitely thank you all so right. much goodbye thank you Rhonda. we love you
0: well jen
1: here we are at the end of another successful conference oh,
0: man i tell you what i walked around the prison i was going to do a facebook live i did about 10 minutes of it but then you called me wanted to come up and do an interview right (laughs) it's just a blast like i said at the beginning every time we come to the show it's just amazing and we'll be here next year
1: of course you know we wouldn't miss it it's just such a great event you guys if you haven't been here come and come out to the conference you get to tour the facility and come to the conference and see all the speakers speak Go to their booths,
0: Mm -hmm. check out all
1: the vendors for one low price.
0: Talk to them. It's
1: the best deal of the year.
0: This year was 80 vendors. Next year was going to be more. Yep. And the thing is, the speakers want to talk to you. They want you to come up to the booth. The vendors love having people come up to their booth and talk to them. Yep. Even if you don't buy anything, just talk to them. Right. Get an autograph. And And a photo. We sold some of our dowsing rods, and people were going up in the prison and using them and while you were gone a few minutes ago Jen someone came up that bought yesterday and said his quote was she never said they would work this good (laughs) and he was blown away by how much response I said did you get the tingling finger feeling in your hands he's like yeah but it's just a blast and as you heard in the interview also lots of times some things aren't paranormal it's the trip that you go on, and you end up staying in the worst hotel never. in the world.
1: I'm traumatized. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. But you know what? Life's an adventure. And, it is. And uh, you just never know what's going to happen day by day. But
0: That's why you've got to live every day yep. as yes. if it's your last, because it could be a squirrel could fall out of a tree and get lodged down your throat
1: oh god <laughs> <laughs> oh you're crazy
0: so anyways i personally want to thank greg and everybody at C. they yes. did an awesome job thank you job. greg
1: and kathy so much i want to thank
0: all the volunteers Zombie Works, mark nesmith yep. beth deering yeah. black swamp paranormal yep. vanessa Rhonda salazar
1: yes ronda hart
0: Rhonda Hart was here. Yeah. Um, Adam
1: Glider. Glider it. was
0: here. What, what was her name down at the end there? I can never remember. The, the Steampunk Hats. Hey, yeah. It. It's on the tip her. of
3: my
0: tongue. Plus, everybody downstairs. I didn't get to go. I If you come to this prison, the cell blocks are, what, almost a quarter mile long, and they had vendors the whole length of it. I and mean, yeah. I did not get to talk to most people down there. I went down and saw Daylin from the Ghost Brothers. I didn't even get to see him. Yeah.
1: I didn't even get to see him.
0: Talked to him for a little mm. bit. Just just a blast. So many people here. Yep. And we had fun again, and we will be here next year, and hopefully yeah. you yes. will be here.
1: Listeners, come next year. It'll be so much fun. Yeah. Stay in a good hotel, though.
0: Check your hotel. Right. <laughs> Check the, the...
1: Bring your camper. Just bring camp. your camper. This camp. Oh, here comes trouble. Yeah. Our favorite listener. We need to just have him and
0: on. We can't Last, by you guys. last and not least, <laughs> least, we're thanking everybody, and we want to thank you for coming and stopping by Tom, once again. Thank you.
1: Tom's our, like, number one fan, right? He's number I one am. listener. I come see you
0: every time. Oh, you're
1: number one listener. <laughs> he thinks we're
0: normal. He does.
1: No. no. Oh, I'm not
4: either, so that's why I come see you guys so every crazy.
1: time. I'm
4: telling you, if I win that drawing... You guys are yes. coming, right? Yes.
1: Yes. Good. Fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Well,
3: thank you very much. Yeah,
1: we hope you enjoyed the conference again. We did. It was good we to see you and the family. And
3: it was fun. It was a good time. Well, thank All you right. again. Thank All right. right. Safe we're going to head back to Big Bag right.
1: Town. All right. Kids. Nice seeing you guys again. Yep. I'll be listening. You bet. Okay. Better. <laughs> All right. Take All right. care, guys. Yeah, well,
0: maybe for next year. Maybe more. You guys yeah. got to do yours?
1: Your, uh, yeah, we got to do our. Uh, yeah, I want We're it. thinking about it.
4: Well, what'd what you call it? Can we go Bigfoot
1: Paranormal Conference? Yeah, you got to do another one? we might dead, I mean, your dad right yeah yep. he would love that yeah yes. for sure we, we might try to make it to that one we'll come over to see toledo yeah, yeah. you'll love toledo it's amazing do want to
3: make it over we'll now. show it's you a all the haunted town. places
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well of course <laughs> of course okay we'll see all right bye all right, guys goodbye. all right and thanks everybody thank or, you or everybody thank you for is. listening yeah and like i said please stop out next year And check out our webpage. We're going to be in so many different locations. Come out and see us. Say hi.
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, with that, we're going to leave you. Signing off. Dead in 5 Music. Take care, everybody. Goodbye, everyone.